This is an episode of Difficult? Yes. Impossible? No. Series of Power Up Your Team podcast with host Martina Kuhlmeier, where business owners share stories of how they conquered a big challenge associated with creating successful teams and ecosystems. Today's guest is Kate Berry with eXp Realty. Kate began her real estate career in 2017 and started building her team in 2021. The Kate Berry team is a full-service agency that provides exceptional services to their clients. They are on track to hit 15 million in gross sales this year and have ambitious plans to become a $100 million producer team in just five years from now. Very good. So welcome, Kate. I'm so excited to have you on today's podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in your business? Sure. So uh, I'm a real estate agent. I'm actually a real estate team leader. Uh, so I started uh selling real estate about five years ago in 2017. I was an individual agent up until the beginning of 2021. And that was when I uh, decided to join eXp Realty and start my own team. And so now I manage uh, a team of uh, buyers, agents, sellers, agents, I've got administrators and a whole, you know, whole army of us working under the Kate Berry team to service clients in Vermont and New Hampshire. We do uh, residential real estate buying and selling. We also do uh, multifamily properties and uh, commercial buildings as well. Wow, that sounds so cool. And it's probably a huge difference from selling real estate yourself to helping a team do that well. That's right. Well, the the reason I became I had to I really had to start a team was um, my business was growing at a pace that I couldn't I could not keep up with myself. The business was was coming and and coming, and when you're only one person, you only have so many hours in the day. You know, I didn't want to uh, not grow my business or not build something big out of the opportunities that were coming toward me. I'm also a mom. I have a four year old, and that's a big part of my life. Um, and I, I, I live here in Brattleboro, Vermont. And I really want to be involved in my community. And I actually co-own a little lounge downtown on Elliott Street called The Collective that does open mic and hosts artists. So, you know, I've got a lot going on in my plate. I've got big dreams. I have big ideas of where I want to build my business to. And so starting a team was a natural kind of step for me um, in, in, in moving forward in the business. Very cool. Yeah. You, you had all the courage in the world to step into that new role. Congratulations. Thank on that. You. And that, is, that is frankly often how it happens, right? Business is successful and there's suddenly more work we can handle. And then the only path to continued growth is to start building a team. That's right. Yeah. Right. Basically replicating the systems that you've developed on your own. Um, so being able to, to scale your business, you then need to have systems in place and you have to have people in place. You have to have people in the right roles so that your business can grow. And it also becomes an 
incredibly fulfilling part of, of the business because suddenly, you know, you're, um, you're really the CEO of, of, a, of your own business and you are working with clients and you're working with new agents and mentoring and training and growing tremendously, you know, yourself. And because now you are truly in a leadership position. And so that transition from being, you know, just really a sales agent and now to a team leader, um, there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of opportunity that comes with that, which is, which is really fulfilling and exciting. Yeah, I can imagine that there's a, jo- a lot of joy, but I assume there are also a lot of challenges with <laughs> coordinating so many uh, experts uh, who I believe you have on your team. So do you have a recent challenge you can share with us uh, that you experience as a leader of a, of a growing team? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, when you become a team leader, um, and I started to have so much business come uh, for real estate where we were getting, you know, between five or 10 new buyer leads a day. So in order to service the new clients that were coming into the market, I needed to start building my team by adding on buyer agents. So new agents that were coming into real estate that wanted to join a team for the mentorship, were ready to work, you know, had enough time to take on new clients. And so that was when in the beginning of 2021, I started to add buyer agents to my team and start training them. And really the most recent, uh, it's been a very recent team challenge is, you know, uh, we are having a situation now with one of our clients and one of my agents that is a real crisis mode. You know, everything is kind of falling apart at the last minute. And we have clients who are selling and buying. And we these are real you know, issues that we deal with every day in real estate. And we have to be there for our clients. And so, uh, the, te- yeah, so the team challenge that we're dealing with right now involves uh, one of our clients. And we're kind of in an all-hands-on-deck crisis situation mode. And that happens in real estate, you know, nine times out of 10, the the transaction moves uh, somewhat smoothly and we get from an accepted contract to a closing in 60 days. We move through the obstacles that that come along the way. There's always going to be challenges, but every once in a while, you will have a deal that falls through spectacularly and of, of things that even though we try as hard as we can to mitigate along the way, things happen. And when things like this happen, your clients can really be in crisis mode because they are dealing with real life situations. They're moving their home. They're packing up their family. They're changing their kids' schools. They're changing jobs. They're moving across state lines. They're moving away from family or towards family. And so when this, when this kind of happens, you have to be ready and, and able to step in And when you have a team structure, the way and the way that we have set up our team is so that it does end up that the client is never without service. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives. We have enough people on deck. We have enough people on the bench that are qualified and also have been, you know, along the way with us so that we can step in and help and try to problem solve and be there for our client. Really cool. It sounds like you really developed a structure where a whole team is accountable for each and every client and they are close enough to everything so that they can step in. 
So how do you build that structure? So often uh, we have a situation where we have an, a, an account alignment, one team member to the account, and if the team member is on vacation, nothing will happen. So apparently it doesn't sound like this in your business. So how did you solve that? Sure. Well, the, I think the, the first step when I started my team was not that to get my first buyer agent, but my first step was to get my office administrator because I needed someone that was going to be, um, you know, uh, five days a week, nine to five in the emails, helping with the transaction coordination, helping with client management. So her sole job is to manage the administrative tasks that come with the team. And that is all encompassing. So always every single client is working with our office administrator, Tinny. Then we have our marketing director, Meg. She's a huge part of the team because she too works with every client along the way. She's the person manning the phones of the office. So when someone calls, she's uh, in step with them. She helps uh, also to sell and market all of our listings. She's a great asset to the team. And then the, the next step is one of the buyer agents. So every one of our clients is also connected. Uh, one of our buyer clients is connected to one of our buyer agents. And so now you already have three people that are in line with this client. And then you have myself who is there to oversee, to be in step. And, and I, I, I'm CC'd on every email. You know, we have check marks for each client as they move through a transaction that is totally um, trans, uh, transparent to everyone on the team. That's a really big factor too, is your technological systems really need to be in place and having Again, that word systems is so important. It's about people and it's about the process too. So who is there? What their, what are their role? What is their job description? And then what tools and technology are they using and the team all using together so that we can check in wherever we need to as well? Because everything is remote these days too. So no matter who you are as our client, you're in our system one way or another, and we know where you are in your process. And when it comes to something like this, where the, the deal is kind of falling apart spectacularly, it's time for me to step into the situation because uh, there's so much at stake. And this is the real... Um, the real turning point for, for myself in, the, in my business is I can step into this moment and deal with and what needs to be dealt with for the client. And I know that the rest of my clients are being taken care of by the rest of the team. Yes. So now, because again, it always comes down to the client. Um, our job as real estate agents is to uh, service our clients to take care of them. Um, it's, it's one of our, it's our fiduciary responsibility to do that to our clients. And if it were set up in the way that I, if it were just myself and this were happening, there might be no way for me to step in to do the things that I need to do. Or if I did, that would be letting the rest of my clients hang out to dry to do what they need to get done. So really, really cool. So I hear several things there is you have two people the marketing professional and the office professional they act like the glue on the team right or like the traffic cop mm -hmm. 
that to coordinate everything. And automatically, you then have a minimum of four people on the account, right? The buyer, the the two uh, ladies, and then yourself, right? That allows you then to to quickly step in and help out if, if required, which is really so cool. And that speaks to the importance of really having clear roles and responsibilities in your shop. And it sounds like that you yourself took yourself completely out of the buyer agent role into a leadership role. That's right. Yes. I consider myself the listing agent on the team. So when it comes to listings, I'm still the one that is the primary agent on those listings. And that's because when you become a listing agent, you really do need a good amount of experience under your belt. It's a bit of a different ball game. And the goal for my team, which is, I think the really cool, you know, vision for where we're going to go is I hope that my, and, and few of them already are, my buyer agents are turning into listing agents themselves. And that just takes time and mentorship. And quite honestly, it takes going through a few deals like this where Things don't go as expected and you have to learn to think creatively, but also to stay calm. You have to stay calm for your client. Um, And I think the calmness and the confidence can come a little more um, naturally, especially when you're new, if you do have the backing of a strong team, because you can say, I may not know the answer, but I know Kate does. And then I know if I don't know the answer, then I'm going to my managing broker. I'm going to go to my coach because there's even more layers above myself within um, EXP Realty. You know, there's EXP Realty and then I have managing brokers and I have mentors and coaches. And then there comes me, Kate Berry, team leader. And then below me are my agents and my admin. And so, but it can continue to grow in that same way. Those agents can then become their own sort of team leaders when they're ready to take on new agents and train them. And that's kind of the beauty of, I think kind of the magic about when you start building a team for your business, because then you see, wow, there really is unlimited growth and opportunity and then continuous challenges for myself that the work will never get old. It will never get boring because I'm just going to be kind of moving into a different level of leadership as the business grows very cool and everybody can see that there's potential for everyone on your team really cool i bet that makes a lot a huge difference now let me ask you this you you said um that you get involved when a deal uh doesn't do well or there are issues how as a team leader do you figure this out? What's what's the flag that you see that that uh, causes you to get involved? I guess the flag it really does come from the agent okay. themselves. You know, it has when you, I think when you're a leader, you have to listen to the members on your team to what for when they start saying I need help, mm-hmm. and that's when you step in. I try as much as I can to let them, because I, I trust them. They're smart. They're, I've trained them myself. I know that they know what they're doing. And, and then it's very important for myself as the team leader to be consistently checking in with them. 
So that's another system that we actually added pretty recently was uh, weekly check-ins with each agent, but then also monthly one-on-ones where I'll sit with the agent for an hour. We have lunch and we talk about what is um, has been going well for them. What are they struggling with? You know, we revisit their goals together and then we say, how are you achieving the goals that you wish you were? Are you not? How can we, you know, how can I be a resource to you so that you feel supported along the way? And also so that they know when it's right for them to tell me, hey, I need help. Yeah, really cool. So you really curated an environment of trust. And I'm trying to, yeah. So that they raise their hand and solicit uh, support and, and they know they get it from you and the rest of the team. Really, really cool. So this is, I think this is a great story, right, where, where we learn how people, process, and technology and leadership all need to be harmonized so that a whole team can be successful, right, with serving the client, with using the right technology, with having the right support structure, and frankly, the right communication. Communication. Communication is everything. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yep. I think that you can, uh, and having um, structure around communication is very important too, especially in a remote kind of setting or when people are, you know, working all across the world or, you know, in different time zones or ha- everyone has different schedules. So having consistent communication, um, consistent check-ins, and also I think um, setting, maintaining boundaries and being a really good role model, especially in the world of real estate. And this is kind of where I'm taking my team and myself and how I'm viewing my leadership in the next stage is I really want to be a role model of how to have a, a functioning schedule, how to properly set boundaries so that you are going to service your clients in the best way because truly we can't service our clients if we are burnt out. We can't service our clients if we um, are are overwhelmed ourselves, if we can't think clearly, if we're reacting and we're not responding. So that comes back to kind of mental, physical, spiritual wellness. And uh, another part of that, the reason I built the team was so that we could live a life and have a business, you know, have a family, exercise, eat well, go on vacations, take sick days. Um, It's not, I mean, it is possible to do without a team in real estate, but I don't think it's possible to do if you want to really grow your business in real estate. Otherwise I've seen that, that, And this is where I was myself when I was an individual agent. I never took a day off. I never took vacations. And it was... That's a typical life of a solopreneur, right? No matter what... Uh, what we are selling right if we are on the business is on and if we are off the business is off that's right very simple now there is so much talk these days around working remotely or coming back to the office how do you do you enable your team to communicate with each other so that it is it doesn't seem to be just a one-to-one communication with you. Somehow the team communicates with each other. And so can you talk a little bit about the structures you built to enable that? Yeah, absolutely. It, it might sound a little silly, but we use Facebook Messenger. 
is our main way of communicating with uh, with each other. EXP uh, uses Workplace as well through Facebook. And so we have certain chats set up that every day I'm either communicating directly with an agent or I'm communicating directly with my admin or we're all communicating together. Uh, and that's kind of to handle um, as needed issues that arise during the day. Um, and then of course we have email and text and then our consistent uh, check-ins are really what's, so we have the day-to-day um, ways that we need to communicate to get the business going along, but it's also really important to have separate check-in times that are scheduled to talk about bigger picture ideas or where so people can communicate in a more open way about what they're experiencing and also so that I can get good feedback about what I'm doing is what I'm doing working or where are the holes that I I can't see. Um, Yes, it's, it's so important when you're working remotely is to have consistent and um, communication about what the work you're doing, yes, but also about the bigger ideas too. Really cool. So it seems to be that there are like three three areas. One is to bring the team together in a meeting, either Zoom or some other way, so that they can talk with each other, address bigger issues, right? Give you yep. feedback. Then there is a daily bus, right? That's a quick messaging to get stuff done. And then you have these luncheons or these personal one-on-ones with people where you make sure they are well done, really nice, casual, go to lunch, right? Appreciate them, build the trust. So there are really three different uh, things you are getting uh, in place to make sure the team stays connected functions well as a team and can move the work forward. Yes. And I would add one more layer to that. We also do monthly um, networking events at the lounge downtown. So that's another way to, and it's a little more uh, relaxed and fun. You know, it's at the bar, it's after work. We usually invite our favorite clients and it's just kind of a nice way. It's always on a Friday, you know, so we have to do fun things together too. And um, now that we are kind of moving into a post-pandemic world. We want to, another focus of mine in the future is going to be some more outings together and uh, you know, just things that you can do in person together to strengthen the, the relationship between each other as a team. It's really important. I think it's actually vital when managing a team that you're mostly communicating remotely. Really cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing everything. This was a wonderful discussion around how someone builds a well-functioning team from the ground up, frankly. Thank you. Uh, and towards the end of our discussion, I always ask my guests to uh, provide uh, their contact information. Is there anything you'd like to share? Sure. Um, my contact is pretty simple. It's uh, kateberryteam at gmail.com. And our phone number is 802-VT-HOMES. So Vermont Homes is our number. And you can text that number too. You can also find me on Facebook, kateberryteam. And uh, yeah, those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. It was an absolute joy to have you on, on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Power Up Your Team podcast. Leave a review about this episode and share it with other women business owners. Show notes can be found online at powerupyourteam.com.